0: Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, a.k.a. The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, my friend. I hope you've been having a wonderful week. I just spent a few days in Paris and for me it had been a really long time almost a year since i went back there i was actually in the habit of going back every few months or so or every 3 4 months let's say before before the pandemic hit and so of course last year it was off the off the table and so and my older son had been asking me for a long time like he really misses his friends and he want to see them and he even asked for snow in paris i was like well already we don't really go to Paris these days and it already it doesn't snow there very often so you know I was like haha and then we go and Saturday (laughs) we wake up to to it snowing and in a few hours everything was white so such a lucky kid he got exactly what he wished for (laughs) And, um, and yeah, so it was great. We, we both had really missed catching up with friends in person and it really did us both a world of good. Well, Paris itself was, let's just say, (laughs) it was just as suffocating as before. At least that's my experience of it. If not more, because, um, you know, since you have to wear a mask nowadays everywhere and, um, but yeah, let's just say it's not exactly the love of Paris That brings us back there, but reconnecting with our friends. And we don't know if we're going to have another general lockdown in France. So at this point, my motto is just seize the opportunity when you can. (laughs) And it's just always so welcome to take a break from our regular lives, isn't it? And of course, we were so happy to come back to our quieter corner of the world where we can actually see the horizon on a regular basis. We can breathe in the sea breeze But yeah, it's just so nice to be able to get away sometimes, even if it's just to more fully appreciate what we do have. And in other news, as I announced to you last week, this week we are doing the Breakfast Reboot, the week-long breakfast challenge. And wow, it has been truly incredible. I'm amazed every time I run this, especially at just how quickly the results can come. Even after just a day or two of changing up their breakfast, you know, folks started to report that they've got more energy all day long, they don't have hunger pangs before lunchtime, their sugar cravings have disappeared, they feel stronger and happier. And somebody said that, you know, for two days in a row, she did not raid her kid's snack in the afternoon for the first time in eight years. What? What is happening? How can this teeny little tweak have such a mighty impact? I mean, breakfast was such an afterthought for all of these people just a few days ago. And now their minds are being blown by how much better they feel, you know, when they just put a little bit more intention to their morning meal. And by the way, if this sounds like something you're also interested in, it is not too late to join, okay? That sign up link is in the comments. You know, all the materials um, are always going to be available to you. So even if you started this weekend, it really isn't too late. So I would really encourage you to do so. I can guarantee you 100% that you are really, this is a big blind spot and you will really be amazed how positively your life will be impacted. So, Today, I wanna continue talking about concrete things. Last week, I spoke about uh, the Good Life Protocol, which is basically the broad strokes of how I help my clients. And today, I will continue in that vein and talk about what I call my first love, which is food. You know, for me, food is where it all began. I think I already told you my story about how I started to dig into all things nutrition during my first pregnancy, and that led me to feeling so much better in my skin and having so much more energy in my 40s with two crazy energetic boys than I ever did in my 20s. You know, that is strange but true. And today, nutrition, along with mindset, is one of my go-to tools in my work with clients. So today, I really want to break that down a little bit for you and tell you all about my nutritional philosophy, which can be summed up as just eat real food. But you know, what does that exactly mean? Unfortunately, the way the world in which we live today, it's really not that obvious even when we say that when we talk about real food. And... As always, I'm going to remind you again of that ancestral perspective, which I always harp about in this in this podcast, which is the idea that we evolved for millions of years in a certain kind of environment, in a certain kind of natural environment, as, as an inherent part of the natural world in a way that is at complete odds with the world in which we live today. And the difference between those two worlds is what they call the evolutionary mismatch. So the greater that mismatch, the more we suffer in terms of health, you know, so much chronic disease in the world today, and even emotionally it shows up, right? I mean, I would venture to say that we are sicker and unhappier than ever before, And this idea of this ancestral perspective, actually, the first context in which I was exposed to that idea was in the context of um, nutrition and health. And of course, you've heard me also go on and on about, you know, against civilization on this podcast before, and yet our civilization has such strong PR going for it that Many of us take it for granted that, you know, of course we live in a golden age of human progress and happiness, and it's always getting better and better and better. But if you really take a good look around you, you'll see that even if we just take, you know, the metric of human health, you know, progress hasn't really exactly followed an upward trajectory. In fact, I really find it deeply troubling that so many people today. Adults and children suffer from so many chronic conditions. And to just give you a quick idea about what I'm talking about, you know, in the United States, one in two adults live with a chronic disease, one in two, and one in four have multiple chronic conditions. In France, a country of 67 million people, 20 million are diagnosed with chronic disease. I mean, those numbers are truly mind-boggling. And before, if you will remember, you know, in our history, it used to be that infectious disease used to be the real scourge. And nowadays, it's what the WHO calls lifestyle diseases. Those are really what's hurting people and what's really lowering people's quality of life. And so when I say chronic conditions, you know, I'm talking about things like prediabetes and diabetes, overweight, obesity, hormonal imbalances, environmental allergies and asthma, food allergies and intolerances, autoimmune conditions, cancer, and of course all kinds of mood and emotional disorders like depression and anxiety, and the list really goes on and on. So how does that show up for you? Is it that you suffer with low energy? You know, maybe you wake up tired no matter how long you've slept. Is it that you feel like you're a little too emotionally unstable, a little too moody? It could be that if you're a woman, you have terrible PMS symptoms. Or is it that you get bloated after certain foods or you have skin issues? Maybe you have brain fog and anxiety and overwhelm. And you know, like I said earlier, even depression and other mental issues can be a sign of inflammation and can be a sign of something being a little off in your physical body, because remember, our brains are part of our physiological body, they are an organ just like another one. Or it could be, you know, unhealthy cravings for many people, it's sugar. For like that mom who told me that, you know, she would always attack her kid's snack in the afternoon, because, you know, she was ravenous, right? So in so many things like that, that you might be suffering from today, and you maybe think that it's just par for the course. This is what happens, especially as we get older and yada, yada, yada. But really, why all of this happens is that, once again, it's that evolutionary mismatch. The reason we are so unhealthy today is a byproduct of our modern lifestyle. It's that our modern environment no longer meets our needs as it used to. And what I find even sadder about all of this is that most of us, like I said, have learned to live with all these issues, and we just think it's our genetic destiny, you know, it's just the way things are, it's part of who we are. But I want to say it once again, loud and clear, living in this way is not our birthright. It may be common, but it sure ain't normal. Normal. Much of what we suffer from today is directly linked to how much we've strayed from a diet that is appropriate for us homo sapiens. And to me, for myself personally and what I've seen time and again, the fastest, most straightforward path to start healing is adopting a real food diet that is high in nutrient density. That means it is rich in building blocks like protein and amino acids, and also micronutrients like vitamins and minerals. And here's why that is so important. Your body, with its every cell, every organ, every metabolic and enzymatic process, relies on the nutrients it derives from the food that you eat, okay? I'm going to say that again, your body with its every cell, every organ, every metabolic and enzymatic process relies on the nutrients it derives from the food that you eat. So on the one hand, the more nutritious your food is, and the more optimal your digestive function is, the easier it will be for your body to function like it's supposed to. So, again, my departure point is that you are supposed to thrive in your body. You are supposed to feel good in your body. I do not take it as a given that pathology is just, it's an inevitability. I don't believe that. So, this all sounds like common sense, I think, right? But unfortunately, for many of us, it is far from our daily reality. And so, what does eating in this way look like? So, again, the idea of real food, it sounds simple, right? But it's kind of deceptive as well, because, you know, in our modern food landscape, the signal has gotten, you know, completely scrambled. So, again, like even with the breakfast challenge that I'm doing today, basically what we're doing is we're changing what people usually have and offering instead, replacing it with real food, starting first thing in the morning, and then the effects lo and behold, are almost like immediate. And it's just one small tweak that has already so much impact and and that is a testament to the power of real food because we're basically giving your body information that it can recognize instead of, you know, that scrambled signal that it gets from all the processed stuff that usually masquerades as breakfast. One of my favorite authors, Michael Pollan, the way he puts this is, real food does not have a long ingredient list, isn't advertised on TV, and is stuff that your great-grandmother would recognize. So we're talking about unprocessed or minimally processed seasonal whole foods and meals made from scratch from those good quality ingredients. So for a very simple example, an actual potato is a piece of real food, whereas a bag of chips and really anything that comes in a crinkly bag is not. And where do you find real food? You know, you find it, of course, at the farmer's market, at the butcher shop, at the fishmongers, at the cheese shop, and, you know, and also at the supermarket, right? But, you know, really like the periphery of the supermarket mostly, because, you know, the middle aisles will mostly be packaged junk. And of course, making an effort to be eating locally and seasonally as much as possible. But, you know, we're not going to go too crazy either, right? You know, we do make exceptions for things like chocolate and coffee and all that good stuff. And here's another aspect to consider, which I very rarely hear mentioned out there. And that is the question of bioavailability, And that is just a fancy way of saying that the nutrition in our food is readily available for us humans to digest. And so something that we really used to do back in the day in our, maybe our grandparents' generation or earlier, is we used to, people used to prepare certain foods properly. So for example, Um, things like grains and legumes, now these are coated in what are called anti-nutrients. And these are chemical substances, we can call these plant toxins. These are basically the defense of the plant to resist being digested by animals like us. So these foods have to go through certain processes such as soaking and leavening and fermenting, etc., so that we can digest them better, so that we actually unlock the nutrition that is in them. And so this is why eating grains, especially without properly preparing them, is not necessarily a very healthy thing to do. And the other thing I want to touch upon is that, like, if you have noticed, I did not mention calories so far. And that is because I am not a big believer in focusing on calories, You know, so what what do we mean by a calorie, right? The calorie content of a food is the energy contained in that food. But when we focus on calories, it actually distracts from the real issue. So when you reduce foods to their caloric content, um, and you're just basically talking about numbers, like some quantity, some measure, you end up creating this false equivalency between all foods. So, for example, that means you can talk about a Snickers bar and an egg in the same breath. Whereas, of course, the nutritional value of these foods and what they actually do in your body have nothing to do with one another. So, instead of focusing on calories, what I would invite you to do is to ask whether the food in question is a piece of real food, if it's nutrient-dense and properly prepared, so easily digestible. Okay, Now, I'm not saying that calories are completely irrelevant. Of course, they're not. And especially if you have weight issues. You know, it is technically true that if you do have a weight issue, there is an imbalance between the calories you take in and the calories that you expend. But using calories as a tool for eating better or even losing weight, it is not a great idea because of all the reasons i mentioned above and that might even backfire actually and as i said to you time and again before i always say people nowadays are more undernourished and overstressed than ever before and that is even if you have a weight issue so even with a client who has a weight issue i am still going to first start by nourishing them thoroughly and properly and this usually starts with adding a lot more nutrition to Their breakfast. So, the bottom line is to put all of this together, I want you to consider basing your diet mainly on real whole foods like seasonal fruits and vegetables, including starchy tubers and leafy greens, also pasture raised meat and wild caught fish, eggs from happy hens, good quality dairy if you tolerate that well, homemade bone broth, basically, not letting any part of the animal go to waste. And also organ meats. Organ meats are some of the most nutritious things out there for us humans. Also nuts, seeds, and legumes. Of course, the legumes especially, making sure to prepare them properly. And perhaps some non-gluten grains and also lacto-fermented foods and drinks, which I also love. They are really good for your gut health and they are delicious and easy to prepare and kids love them too. So eating in this way will provide the indispensable foundation for optimal health since these foods speak to our bodies in a language that they can understand. Because actually eating in this way, it's like, and, and really eating in this way, and really think about eating in this way, like your life depends on it, because it actually does. And eating in this way and, 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 and focusing on nutrient density as opposed to calories or macronutrient ratios is really indispensable for making sure that you're giving your body what it needs and hopefully avoiding all those common but not normal symptoms that, you know, that we mentioned earlier that so many of us live with today. So I'm going to wrap this up here today, and next week, I'm going to break this down even further and very specifically talk to you about just what foods to eat. All right, I really hope this was helpful for you. And, you know, again, if you want to join the Breakfast Reboot, it is not too late. I would say just get in there, get that information, start making an effort while the group excitement is still there. And yeah, I can't wait to see you in there and I will speak to you next time. Hey, come join us in our private Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life, where we continue the conversation about just what it means to have a meaningful life today. See you there.